Say, kids, what time is it? It's kind of like watching TV, but, you know, in your car. 104.7 The K, Mike the Intern, Jay Stevens in the studio for episode 112, Dark Side of the Stream. Today, discussing the next three episodes in Unsolved Mysteries Season 3 on Netflix, which cover episode 4, 5, and 6. Each segment, we're going to go through each episode, and then we'll give a review. And then it'll be my pick, which will be the final three episodes from the season three, three, which uh, have got uh, arguably one of the best episodes I think in that, the series. You were right. I think uh, that the last one, three. Oh, yeah. I think that one, we could do a whole oh, yeah. segment. Yeah, yeah. We will. And uh, before we spill the beans, though, we got three more to get through. No beans spilling. No beans spilling in the lobby here. Um, we're going to discuss, first off, the story of the guy they called Buffalo Jim in Las Vegas. He ran a auto body shop. Uh, also was a, I guess, a part-time like wrestling promoter. Um, but he also kind of had a run in with the guy who owned a strip joint at the end of the building he worked in, uh, who owned uh, a strip joint and also possibly had ties to the mob. Um, basically one day they find uh, Buffalo Jim in a hotel. He's dead. White powder on his face. Case closed, right? Well, maybe. Did you ever cross paths? I, you know, no, when I, I was didn't. watching this, I'm thinking, yeah, Jay, is, Jay, sure. Seems like the character. He's like, oh yeah, Buffalo Jim. I, seems wait, like a character I would have crossed paths. <laughs> I know, wait, I what? Know. That guy's dead. Man, oh, I God. meant to call him last I week. I was wondering yeah. what happened. I hadn't seen him online in a while. <laughs> yes. Um. So it, it, he he had he had a couple kids, and I guess one of his daughters actually lived with them, and she was kind of the one that uh, put did the push to kind of figure out what actually happened with her dad. Um, he had met up with the female at a hotel, um, and claimed that he was going to go do stuff, never came home. Um, but you know, if you're, if you're a dad and you're trying to be a good dad, you're not going to just go tell your kid, even whether, however old she is, if she's in her teens or twenties, Hey, I'm going to go meet a hooker, probably do some blow and hopefully I don't die. Well, this is the risk we take, and like a- <laughs> we've, all, we've all been in Buffalo Jim's shoes, man. <laughs> meeting at some seedy hotel, meeting a seedy hotel, meeting a seedy chick in a seedy hotel, in doing some seedy drugs. So, I, you know, the the tie-in with the mob thing, I I could see how basically what they allude to is that he was part responsible in getting this guy busted, and as soon as this guy got busted. Buffalo Jim died. He came on, yeah. And they claim that he had something to do with this. I, From what I gathered about Buffalo Jim, he wasn't a stupid guy, you know? And I think he had met up with this girl. It's kind of one of those situations. And it's, it's, it's horrific. Like, if you were doing drugs with your friends, whatever it is, how many times do you hear about the story of some kid who OD just dropped off at the steps of an ER? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll, or they'll just dip out on the hotel. They just room. leave them. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't want to get busted with the right. drugs. Which I think that there's laws in place now where it's like you, you will get, get in trouble for you that. You won't yeah. get in trouble if you call. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. If you read them, you will. Yes. If you do the right if thing. If you do the right thing, they'll go, okay, we know you were doing drugs, but you did the right thing. So yeah. Just we're, get out you're going to try and yeah. save a life. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and most drug addicts. So I that's our PSA. If you're doing drugs with yes. somebody and somebody's done too much drugs, you won't get in trouble for calling the ambulance. Listen to Uncle Jay. He's right in this case. If you are doing Be responsible heavy drugs, if you're doing anything. Don't leave your friend to die. Never. At the very least, call the paramedics and say, hey, someone's coding here at this address and get the hell out. Ditch your drugs, go. Whatever you got to do, that's your choice. But don't just leave your friend to die. I mean, come on. Like, that will be a human being. I don't care how deep and deep into your addiction you are it, that's the most garbage thing i don't you know like just at least say something to someone and get the hell so out that's of that's the number one takeaway here yeah i do od all day yeah. 
I, he went to meet a hooker and did some blow. Yeah, had a hard time. Like he it. was overweight. He had health problems. He had addiction problems. Supposedly he was clean. But I mean, dude, he was doing cocaine. I mean, they they tested it. It was he did cocaine. Yeah. And that's what happened. Case closed. Then this was one of the episodes, like uh, we mentioned with the the girl on the train track one yeah, last yeah, week, yeah. where I was like, they, they are try reaching. and cheer, yeah, yeah, they try read, they try and code it a little bit. Uh, they're reaching. That, yeah, they don't have to do that. No. The next one, which again was another proof that I was wrong about two episodes in the series where I saw what they were going to be, and I was like, eh, I don't really care. Was awesome, including the one we're going to talk about next week. This was that was the other one, but the one we're going to talk about next in Dark Side of the Stream, I thought was super badass. The Navajo X File guys, and we'll talk about that next Dark Side of the Stream on one hundred four point seven The Cave. 104.7 The Cave, Mike the Intern, Jay Stevens, back in the studio. It is Dark Side of the Stream, episode 112, discussing the episodes 4, 5, and 6 from season 3 of Unsolved Mysteries. I know that's confusing. It was tough, hard yeah, for me to even say like that. It's almost like the right? Star Wars. Uh, yeah, yeah we're anyway, just like going. What episode orders. are we on? Is this 6 yes, or 1? Wacky orders, well, there they go. Um, this one was a good one, though. Yeah, the, um, it was called Paranormal Rangers. Yeah. And it talked about, and I, the, there was it was actually really well done because um, if you're familiar with Skinwalker Ranch, you know that this is a part of Navajo Nation. The name Skinwalker Ranch is part of the Navajo belief system. Skinwalkers is a thing that they believe in, is a, a form-changing creature. The story of how you become a Skinwalker is creepy in itself. But Skinwalker Ranch is insane because it doesn't just describe like UFOs or ghosts. It seems it's like, like a lot of wacky everything. stuff goes on over there. It's like a, everything. It's like a campground for paranormal things everybody shows up over there and the crazy thing about that place is that there was a paranormal investigator that owned it for years and years and years and years and now it's owned by um it's it's basically a real estate company that's owned it for the last i guess six years it's kind of just like a dummy company so you don't really know who actually is behind it um but it's a, essentially a real estate tycoon from utah that owns it been closed off you can't go in there that's that this investigation followed these guys who were part of the navajo rangers which i had no idea about but essentially they're like the law enforcement for the navajo, navajo nation yeah um and in the late 80s <clears throat> their captain gets a phone call or a complaint saying that someone called in a, a bigfoot uh experience and the cops were like hey, whatever dude and then they said they didn't take them seriously so the captain went to these two guys who were half navajo that weren't born on the reservation, but came back to be Rangers and said, look, none of the cops in this thing will tr touch this. It freaks them out. It just, it's just one of those things in Navajo. You just don't talk about, they know it exists, but they don't talk about it. So you two, you guys are the guys to go investigate. And this he stuff. said the best line. He's like, we were all of a sudden we were X-Files. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's awesome. But it wasn't like that's all they did. I mean, if someone was lost on a trail or caught on a mountain, they still did everything else. But if someone called in and said, Hey, I see these orbs. Yeah. They, had to so go they were checking out orbs. They were checking out uh, ghosts. They were checking out Bigfoots and everything. They, and you know, they, their stories were crazy. The things that they say they saw, but they're so like legit. Like you believe them. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They don't come across as somebody just talking crazy talk. No, and and they were real serious, and there was conviction in what they said. And You're like absolutely their right. Or their, yeah. Their, uh, you know, the, the Navajo, whatever the belief system or whatever. You know, that is probably the craziest part of the whole story because if you know anything about Skinwalker Ranch, you probably heard that they have been. There's been what is described 
as almost a tear in our dimension. People will basically describe seeing what looks like a tear in the sky. And when you start to look at it, it almost looks like there is a day going on in the sky. So it looks like a rip in our dimension. It's been described by multiple people. The caretakers of Skinwalker Ranch have described it. The, the Mormon family that came in and bought it after they had it and tried to do cattle ranching that experienced all this stuff that brought in a lot of investigators to document it. They've all described it. <clears throat> but what's the craziest thing when I was watching this, you know, because I, I was watching it going, yeah, I, this is all Skinwalker Ranch. They don't talk about it per se, but that's in the same area where this is. And, I, you know, I'm like, God, that's just like Skinwalker Ranch. And then one of the guys described what the Navajo believe as their origin story, which they call the emergence. And that's essentially how they describe coming to this world is a tear in their dimension and they come into ours. So the crazy thing to me is like this, these people have described where they came from, from 2000 years. And there are people right now that have described seeing this in that part of the world. It's, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything else to say, but I was like, whoa, it's it's, it's trippy for sure. You know, um, I don't know, mind, how, I don't know how like uh, how fact check uh, this whole thing is or like how people have investigated it. But it's it's you know, it's pretty wild, man. It's, it's pretty extremely wild stuff, extremely wild. Watch that episode and learn about the emergence. We've got uh, one more episode to talk about in this run of episodes from Unsolved Mysteries. Dark Side of the Stream continues next on 104.7 The Cave. 104.7 The Cave, Mike the Intern, and Jay Stevens back in the studio for another edition of Dark Side of the Stream, episode 112, discussing episodes four through six, season three of Unsolved Mysteries. The one last one we're going to talk about today is called What Happened to Josh? Yeah. And tell a story about a college kid who was Seemed like a 22. good kid. Smart Straight kid. Laced. They described as I guess his girlfriend even said at one point that he could have he was going to run for office. Yeah, he was yeah. going to be a lawyer. Wanted to take um, the route to presidency. Hung out with a bunch of debate kids. Um, you know, clean cut. One night goes to a party. Doesn't know a whole lot of people there, but he goes to play poker. Um, everyone says he was cool. Play poker. Walks back to his dorm. That's it. That's it. No one sees him again. Uh, witnesses said there was a girl and a guy who claimed they passed him on the walkway bridge to get back to his dorm. After that, gone. No nice. They've not found his body. They've searched the lakes. They've searched the grounds. Um, but there are a lot of crazy uh, theories about what actually happened to this guy. First off, the the first one they went after was the fact that after he was gone, someone had got on his computer because they left his room exactly the way it was and erased his file history that's uh, foul play well yes and they claim that it possibly could have been his roommate who ended up having a romantic relationship with his girl that he was with at the time after the fact um, but he it was on camera that he interviewed said no, i had nothing to do with this now we'll get back to the erasing of the computer stuff on down the line because i think that has more to do with what actually happened to him um, the second theory, which I thought was kind of bizarre, was that I guess there was a <clears throat> there it was this was a, this was a religious school, and there were monks on campus that a monastery, and supposedly they were involved in some nefarious things going on. And Josh had actually done some research about what they were being accused of, and they say that they took a bloodhound, and a bloodhound actually led them up to that monastery Uh, and then he's gone after this had happened 
Um, the monks, the monks the went down. Monks. Yeah, they went down for these assaults or whatever they were into. Um, so it it that was one that I was kind of like, yeah, might have been it. Maybe. But at the same time, the other theory is probably the most logical one. Unfortunately, um, let's get back to the computer. So his files were wiped, and at the time, and then this was like the '90s, something like that, early '90s. You couldn't like mid '90s. You couldn't uh, when you wiped a computer. When you wipe a, a hard drive, the the hard drives got the stuff deleted, but it it's still there. You just can't see it. It just yeah. basically lets the computer know you can write over this stuff. But if you go backwards, you can actually recover it. At the time, they couldn't do it as well. Now they can. And so what they found was that old Josh was searching for men on Yahoo personals, which that's cool, whatever, no big deal. But they think that one of these guys that he was talking with, and there was a lot because they actually showed a picture of all these dudes that he had communication with. And they were like, if you know any of these guys, these are the guys we can't find and we don't know who they are. Don't hate the player. Let hate us know. It was... <laughs> It was like if we were doing a. Oh, that's my ah, bad. Sorry, I just I had to shift. It was, it was like if we when, when we do the unsolved mysteries episode about what happened to Jay Stevens, <laughs> and we have to put up a bunch of like bunch of females, You'll it'll need, just be like a scrolling yeah, like need line a movie, of widescreen movie, maybe just, four monitors just keeps going down. If you know any one of these girls, <laughs> yeah, it's like please tell them to call us for I questioning. Don't know. Uh, but what, what, what I'm, my point is this, I think that maybe his friend, uh, doesn't want to sell him out. You know what I mean? As to maybe he knew what he was into and he went back and deleted all that stuff so that it didn't come out that he was gay. And, and you know, after the fact, and then him being ridiculed did, because what, of did it, they say what, when it was all deleted. It was it was in that week period of when after. he went missing, and then his dad went in and got all his stuff so out. So somebody, so anyone could have went in there and done. It. I was just yeah. curious that the kid maybe deleted it before he dipped out. No, no, no. It, it would have happened because he never came back home. So it would have happened from that night through the week that his dad came in and cleared out the room, and his dad was like, "Someone wiped this." But anyone had access to that room. Anyone could have walked in there and did it. It wasn't just his roommate that could have done it. Could have been anybody. Could have been one of the guys he was chatting with in his dorm that went back and did it. Could have been me. Could have been you. Could have been me. Could have been you. I was too young, but it definitely could have been Jay. Uh, were you in West? Where were you in Wisconsin? Oh, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, that one was kind of an intriguing mystery. The fact that they still haven't found his body all these years later is wild. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they actually find any of those guys or any of those dudes. Now that this forward. is aired, if somebody would be like, "Hey, yeah. I was one of those guys," I don't know. Are you going to own that? Are you going to take that ownership? I looked of, a lot like Jay Stevens. Hey, oh, I was one of my those guys. Yeah. That was when it was hip. All right. Uh, we'll get to our reviews of this uh, section of Unsolved Mystery Season 3 next. Dark Side of the Stream on 104.7 The Cave. 104.7 The Cave. Mike, the intern, Jay Stevens, back in the studio one more time. Dark Side of the Stream, Episode 112, discussing Episodes 4 through 6, Season 3 of Unsolved Mysteries. Navajo guys carried the Oh, big time. I loved that. That, uh, that one I, carried the load. Would we do like three and a half, four on the first three? I think so. You like three? I may have yeah, done three, three and a half. Probably. I think these were stronger um the 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 one that carried the first three was the last one where the woman's literally still on the run yeah um the other two were kind of meh but this one i thought had a stronger play especially with the navajo paranormal investigators and then of course the uh what happened to josh was intriguing yeah. because there could have literally been anything they picked you know? up the slack for the uh yeah. cocaine guy. it was a slow yeah definitely that one was like come on dude that dude od i'm sorry yeah, your family, they tried to to make your family but, out of it, but it's that's come on that's what happened um but anyway um 
And if I'm wrong, I'll eat crow. But uh, yeah, I would probably say about three and a half, four on this. Yeah, one. I'll go three again. Yeah, I'll go three again. So next, next week, next one's the money shot. Yeah, yeah, it's my pick. We're gonna do the last three of season three of Unsolved Mysteries, um, and it's got the best episode from the season in it, which I didn't think I was almost gonna skip it, and I'm so glad you I know, didn't. I started watching it, and I was like, okay, whatever. And then, then all Halfway. of a sudden, it just turns on you, and you're like, whoa, yeah. It's glued to the TV. It's wild. Goosebumps. It's wild. I got goosebumps now. There's again. so many things about our reality and where we, what, what we think is real and not that we don't understand that. And this definitely shines a big old flashlight on that. Um, so it's crazy. Uh, if you haven't already watched those last three season three unsolved mysteries, always watch us every Thursday, 9 a.m. All two Facebook, of you. YouTube. Yeah, all two of you. All two of no, you. It's, no, we lost one. Uh, and, uh, of course, podcast it on our 104.7 The Cave app. I'm Mike the Intern. This is Jay Stevens reminding you. We watch, we watch documentaries. Movies, so you don't, you don't have, have to. to. It's Dark Side of the Stream on 104.7 The Cave.